You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Welcome to a very special episode of All's Caps. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino in Beijing at National Indoor Stadium where the Olympic Hockey Tournament uh, just got underway. With Capital 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 Just to give you guys like a look behind the, the curtain here, Carl is talking to me at 6.50 a.m. on the East Coast. It is 7.50 p.m. in Beijing. Good morning, Carl. Good morning. I'm glad you could make it. Glad you're still there, still alive, still mingling with people, not quarantined anywhere it's it's great uh and and once we all got into the bubble and have been here for a while it's not like we're really concerned all that much because we've all been tested throat throat daily daily uh, um and it's we've been here long enough that it feels like it's the safest place on earth honestly it's it's the it's the weirdest thing um and we'll get into this in, in later on uh we're going to talk about the capitals goaltending situation my wackiness in beijing but first capitals lose a, a 5-4 game the Columbus Blue Jackets, Carl, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's another one of those uh, late, late game, uh, unfortunate. I mean, I don't like using the word collapse because I don't think it's it's a collapse. Right. But it's, you know, it's, it's a it, it looks so promising with with Tom being able to to score and, and tie the game up. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, Jenner scores with under a minute to go. And, um, and those are tough. You know, it, it's it's like what you work so hard to get there to tie it up and then all of a sudden um it's gone just like that it's like you need to just hold on and you can get a point there um a point would have been valuable there right very valuable but obviously it's easier said than done and and teams turn it up and 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 other teams let their foot off the gas a little bit so it, it was tough but i wasn't really expecting that but it, but at the same time it's the first game after after the break and you know, hockey can get a little bit sloppy. Teams aren't aren't necessarily um, as as good or as sharp, sharp as they should be, and I think that was the case there. And just talking to uh, talking to a couple people about the game last night um, that were involved in the game, and and um, it just seemed like you know it was one of those games with zero energy. Right. <laughs> That's, it's tough. Like you know, I, I would still be on vacation mode too, but you got to find a way to uh, find a way to get some sort of energy there and get going a little bit, but. You know, one, one thing that we can always count on, I think, and it seems like at least this year, is uh, the the Dowd uh, Hathaway Haglin combination sure. of of being being there and being good. And I think it's, you know, I, I love to shout them out every single time we talk because it's worth it. They're they're the they're the straw right now, stirs the drink, and and, and that was even something that said from one of the guys on Columbus is that they were by far the best line and and very noticeable out there and compared them to the uh to the gourd line uh, in tampa last year you know that that's that's very high praise you know for for a line that maybe doesn't get uh, enough recognition so you know it's it's one of the one of the bright spots in the game yesterday yeah i was gonna say uh, how as a player how tough is it to shake off the kind of the rust from an all-star break even though even if you get a practice set how tough is that first game back just to kind of get the juices going even mentally 
Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's one of those like, it's a double-edged sword. You 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 need the break and you want the break to to decompress mentally and physically, but um, it, it sometimes just throws you out of out of your groove. And I mean, not like. Not like they were they're going into the break at nine at nine and one the record right um but still it's uh it's something that that you need and uh it, it's hard to uh, you know get out of that uh, i've just been sitting in sunshine for the last four or five days and and get back into the rink and and work ethic and all that stuff so um it, it's we can talk about it either way if they came back and win one and played really good we'd be saying that you know the break was great for them they needed it to come back and lose and it's like uh they're just out of it mentally so you know, we kind of take it the way we want to take it, but it is, it is a legitimate thing where you, you just get, you just get out of it. You know, it's like if you're, you're working out and in a good routine and then all of a sudden you take a week off and it's hard to, sometimes hard to get back into it. So uh, maybe a little bit of that case for, for the game last night. Good to see Alex Ovechkin out of protocol. He's good. Everything's back. He's, he's not, didn't have to miss the, miss the, this game either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it was really terrible timing having him miss, uh, Brutal. miss the all-star game because obviously he's, uh, probably the biggest attraction at those things but um with that happening opened up a great door for our boy tom wilson to to get in there and it's uh i love it because it's just another feather in the cap you know when if somebody decides to chirp him you know he can now call himself (laughs) an all-star and 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 uh he has a little bit more ammunition so i was i was really happy to see see him there also happy to see Obi back and you know it's a it's a much quicker turnaround now i think for guys to if they go into that protocol to have an opportunity to get out. And I think that's, that's really great for the game. Yeah. And, and, and another thing for, uh, just for the NHL, what your, what are your thoughts on Tom Wilson, all-star? <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's, he deserves, he deserves it. And we saw comments from, uh, who's it? Zach Wierenski just saying that, that every team in the league would love to have Tom on their team. I tell people you know, this all that's... the time. I, I, I tell, I say 31 other GMs would love to have Tom Wilson on, on their team. Right. And, and you're, you're correct. It's like, it's just something that people don't really always like to admit because, you know, he does what he does and, and he's unfortunately easy to hate for a lot of people, but at the same time, like he's so rare, he's a yes. rare breed in this league. And, and it's, it's, we're just so fortunate to have him have him as a, as a capital and uh, to get to see what he's like behind the curtains a little bit, you know, he's, he is, He's just an all-around good guy, good player, and and it was huge for him to get that opportunity because um, I, I feel like it's going to give him more confidence. You know, you, you can yeah. you can sometimes doubt yourself when you're getting talked about by by other players or by by media about being being this or that, and and now he, all of a sudden he's an all-star, and obviously he's a very popular player, and that that helps. But but he's a very good player too, and he's got a lot of tools in his kit. So I, I just think it's great for him, and uh, you know the whole whole, whole Vegas experience seems to be very Vegas, <laughs> very, very Vegas. I don't know if you really got to, got to see much of it, but I mean, I had, I had some comments about, uh, the pucks that they used in the hardest shot. I'd say that was like my only, the only thing that really bugged me, but otherwise everything seemed to be like a pretty good show. what do you think of the Zegers thing? It was unbelievable. Like that, that is so hard to do what he did there. It yeah. was crazy. I love seeing they had a behind-the-scenes clip of him uh, practicing with uh, some of the other trick shot guys that we see on Instagram and stuff. And uh, you know, I know I know a lot of them can do it uh, as well. But to be able to do that, you know, under some pressure like that, it's on your first attempt too. Like coming into it cold, it's it's pretty darn impressive. And uh, it he makes it look so easy. It is not easy to do that. Like that is I could maybe. I don't even know. Maybe ten other guys in the league could even could do, do that. half of what he just did there. Yeah. 
not even the full thing. So I think it's wild. I mean, it was it was very cool to see. My biggest, I'd say my biggest disappointment of the whole thing, and I don't know if, if, uh, if other people agree with me, but not seeing Connor McDavid win the fastest skater, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I legit was like, I need to get down there for the beginning of this because I want to see his lap and see see if he goes goes all out there because you know some of those guys take it take it pretty easy. You know, Kuzi obviously I think took it a little bit easy. <laughs> he's not a he's, he's not he's a you know. A fast. He's not a you know, speedster. Super, sure. Yeah, he's he's so quick. Like if you did a uh, if you stretch that track out so it was double the length, I think he'd he'd probably win that all day with with the way he can glide. But you know, it's uh, it was still really fun to see. But I think they should bring. I don't know if they ever did this in the NHL All Star Game, but I think they should bring back a one forward, one backward lap. I think that'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, an all around. They did this at one point. Skate. I think at some point yeah, in the nineties. I think they did this. Yes. Yeah, because I think it'd be kind of cool. Like that's a you see some of these guys skate forward and they're unbelievable, and you see them skate backwards, and you're like, what? How how does this happen? Like where you can't even skate backwards? But would you, you win know, a backwards one? Ever... Would would you win a backwards? That... If, if you're skating backwards, would you win any of these? Is there any chance that you win a backwards oh. skating? Contest? If it was just back, yes. if it was just backwards yeah. skating. Yes. Then I mean, it's it's hard to say, but it was definitely my strong suit. Like I would rather. If somebody was coming down on me, like in a on a quick break, I would rather skate backwards than turn around and skate forwards. You know, like that was I felt very confident skating, skating backwards. But even the backwards stride has changed over the years. Like I remember when Todd Reardon came in, and he really wanted us to focus on not crossing over. You know, Matt Niskanen yeah. was so good at it. He had such a good, you know, like a wiggle. I don't even know what you want to call it, but just like a good wiggle without crossing over because you don't want to get crossed over by a forward. You know, making making a move wide, and then all of a sudden you're stepping stepping over, and the next thing you know, he's in the middle. Um, so the, even the stride has changed a little bit more. But I was always a crossover guy to to get some speed. Um, but I mean, it would have been it would have been cool. Would have been very cool. And I and I think that would be sweet if the Caps did. I know some other teams do, but get the get the team the team All Star uh, skills competition going. You know, like maybe a, a few weeks before if there's ever a, a break in the season. It's not taxing, you right. know. It'd be fun, I think, fans to come and see it and get them in the building again and 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 watch what all the guys can do. We did it in Montreal, uh, the one the one year, and I thought that was really fun. Just see guys guys hammer the puck and hit some targets and all that. So I think it'd be I think it'd be a cool thing to bring. Yeah, I actually went to the, one of those as a kid, and I think I think players got to enjoy that too, right? Like you're, you're like if you're yeah. like not only do fans like it, but I think players might have fun. Yeah, we people ask you all the time, like how hard do you shoot it, and you're like, I don't know, I haven't yeah, been able you to shoot it, right? The, yeah, exactly. So it'd be nice to be nice to see and and uh, Chimmer. I think it, I'm pretty sure he still holds the unofficial fastest lap in uh, in a skating competition uh, when he was with the Oilers and they did it. And it was because it was not a sanctioned event. He uh, he doesn't get any credit for it. But you know, like that's that's something that's uh, you have no idea how many fast players there are in the league that never get an opportunity to skate in that. How, how about a Capitals alumni? Uh... Skills competition. See who can drink beers fastest. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be as much on ice stuff going on. <laughs> I could take part in that one. Uh, we're going to take a break on all caps. We come back. Something that Carl and I have been talking about seemingly every week is the Capitals' goaltending situation. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I am AP hockey writer Steve Wino, live from National Indoor Stadium in Beijing at the Olympics. Uh, while I'm here, the NHL is not, and the, obviously the, the season is ongoing. Capitals lose 5-4 to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and goaltending Carl is a problem. How big of a problem is it for this team right now? Well, I think it's it's uh, it's enough that that you people around the league are starting to take notice, you know, when, sure. especially when trade deadlines coming up and, you know, we've been, we've been talking about it for a while, like even back when we had uh, Elliot Friedman on and, yeah. you know, it didn't, it didn't seem like it was really on, on his radar too much um, about a goaltending. I think he said to get, to get a big centerman or something like that, another yeah. centerman. And that's obvious, you know, every team would love to have another one of those, but yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, and and I've been hearing it heat up a lot more when I listen to the radio and and all that stuff, and and um, new names that are coming into the into the mix now of of options. I fill, guess fill me and, in because I'm in Beijing over here. What, what 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 names are we hearing? Well, I've been hearing the St. Louis the St. Louis goalies, Biddington or Huso or Huso. Yeah, Billy Huso. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I've been starting to hear that now, which I hadn't heard at all. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious what the uh, what the return would have to be um, for one of them, and you know, it, it's nice to get a guy with with a bit of a resume in in Biddington, um, and bring a little bit of fire, extra fire to the team too. Have two two tough guys, Biddington and, and Wilson, on the team would be would be interesting. But I, I you know what, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what the what the asking prices are for these guys, right? And that's that's what what it's going to come down to. It. I uh, <clears throat> I definitely think that the team is is exploring the options. So you gotta you gotta go out there and and look for something. If if you can make your team better, you make your team better. Because you know that this as of right now, the first round matchup uh, for the Caps is any matchup is going to be hard, but the yeah. first round matchup is going to be extremely difficult. Yeah, look at if that's Carolina, you're going up against a Freddie Anderson and a, and a very offensively minded Carolina team. Even even facing the Rangers would be tough. But I, I'll put you, I'm going to put you you in Brian McClellan's shoes right now, and we're having this conversation still a month more than a month away to the, from the deadline. If you could go out and get any goaltender who might be available, who are you getting? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the the more the more I think about it, the 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 less of an option I think Flurry's going to be. Okay. I, I'm I'm feeling that he's probably going to stick around there unless you know uh, an unbelievable option comes up. Like I mean I think the Caps is a, is an unbelievable option, but obviously for him there's a there's a bit of a, a roadblock with uh, the Capitals Penguins thing, and I totally I can't, understand I, that. I, you know what I I, I understand it, but I don't. In that I understand he he might not want to move his family and and that sort of thing like relocate and all those sort of things, but where you play part of your career like you're a mercenary at this point i mean does it does it really matter what laundry you're wearing don't you want to go chase another cup ring <laughs> i it's it's tough to say he's already got one right he's already got two he's got three. three he's got three of three. them but still sorry still. so so for him it's it's less of a let's go chase ring i would i would assume with a team that i have a, a hatred for i mean i 
I still don't even allow my my kids to watch anything with a penguin in it. I don't even <laughs> allow them to say the word penguin. So I, I I know that I never could have done it, and I didn't have a Stanley Cup ring. So um, I I get it. I totally get it. And and yeah, moving the family is a is a big deal. It was our obviously an issue even just going to Chicago from what we understand. Um, so yeah. I, I mean that I think I just think that that seems like it's off the table. But you know, it'll be it'll be interesting if it does somehow happen. Um, so other than that, I mean, I, I think it would be very cool to bring a guy in, you know, like quick because you still obviously hold on to one, one of your younger goalies at least. Um, and then, you know, that, that's a, that's a heck of a guy to learn from guy with tons of experience, two cup um, rings, yeah, two cup rings battles like crazy in the crease. I think that's something that is, uh, is so hard to teach and you need to actually watch somebody watch somebody do it and someone who's been successful and see, see why they're successful. So I think that would be um, a really, really cool thing to, to pick up. And James Reimer, and, maybe, maybe James Reimer. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have the same uh, fire, I guess, for, for Reimer that maybe some people do maybe, maybe because I've, I don't know, played against him a lot and, and we were pretty good back in the day. So I would, uh, sure. I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be my first choice. I would say if I had to choose one Jonathan quick, but you know, who do you who do you have in mind? I, I think among the realistic options, I, the, the question is: Do you ha, do you feel like you need to go to get a, get a Bennington or a Quick or a Flurry level player, or do you need just a stopgap? And Jonas Corposalo in, in Columbus to me would be the stopgap guy. That that mm-hmm. if Columbus is going to move on and, and and Elvis is kind of their goalie of the future, is he that much better than than these guys? It sure seems like he could at least. Uh, stop the bleeding. He and and I think that's what the Capitals need right now is someone who can make get them a save that might not be that they might not be uh, uh, they need that save at that time. That it's not necessarily the goalie's fault, but I think they just need somebody who can make that extra save because these guys right now. And I don't want to I don't want to 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 crush on on, on Phoenix Copley because he's their fourth option there. But it's tough to find a save right now on this team. Yeah. <laughs> things just aren't going the way that they should be. And, and, and there's more chances probably than normal too. And uh, it, when, when, if a goalie doesn't have confidence, you need to do everything you can to limit that, those chances. And they need to be, they need to be C level chances. You sure. know, when it's hard, it's hard to do in this league. So um, it, it, they're, they're in a spot right now. And unfortunately uh, for, for the goalies there, it's a business and, and a change will need, need to be made if they want to, if they want to have any shot at it, because like we just mentioned with the, the amount of competition they have right now, it's, it's just not getting any easier. And it's going to be so hard to get, get out of that, uh, get out of your division conference. It's, it's just insane. But I mean, uh, that's what Mac will, Mac will figure out. And if there's a, there's a dance partner, I'm sure he'll dance. And, and, and we always have this discussion, both of us saying that we're not goalies. Is there anything that the team can do in front of these guys to, to make their lives easier? Well, there's, there's lots. You, you always want to try and uh, eliminate guys from the front of the net, which is also very hard to do now with right. the with the limit on how much you can cross-check and interfere and all that stuff. So so it's it's really hard. But, you know, I think it's it, it can really help starting in the neutral zone even like you know less less opportunities less odd man rushes less entering with speed um all those kind of things where you can you can it, it that just that just stops the the amount of opportunities right there I and mean, it was always harped on by when we had uh, when todd was there um about d zone entries you know how many how many d zone entries did a team have with possession things like that so sure. being able being able to just stop things there that that gives you less you know, obviously less opportunity. So that, that would be nice. And then 
just a little bit more sacrifice, which is hard. It's the hump of the season. It's midway. Sure. And it's hard to get guys to want to block shots and, and put the body on the line. But it's it's kind of one of the most basic ways to to limit those opportunities. Anything with a screen, if you do try and block and it gets through and you know when you're not when you're not really tracking the puck and I don't know how they're feeling personally, but if, if they aren't feeling good, then that just makes it that much harder. So, you know, more, more blocks and uh, and limiting any sort of odd man rushes or chances coming into the zone with speed. You know, the power play, the PK, sorry, has been, you know, could maybe maybe help out a little bit more. But, you know, we're we're asking for the perfect picture, obviously. I'm sure we're going to be talking more about the goaltenders as we as we move on here in the coming weeks, uh, the month leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, next up on All's Caps, uh, going to share some stories from Beijing because I've been here for, for, for a little over a week now, and it is a different kind of world. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps. Uh, I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino in Beijing with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. And, and as we talked about the time difference here, but it is very weird being over here and, and my focus being on the Olympic hockey tournament, which just got underway. Uh, a lot of Capitals, ex-Capitals guys in here. Daniel Carr, uh, Daniel Winnick, Aaron Ness uh, on, on the U.S. team here. Uh, Ye- uh, Jacob Yerebek, uh, Stanley Cup champion. Is, uh, is is an alternate captain for, for the Czech Republic who are about to play here uh, at this arena behind me. Uh, I, I don't know what the interest level is back home in this tournament, but it, but what, what are your thoughts on, on, an, on a tournament, an Olympic tournament without NHL players? Well, I you know what? There hasn't been nearly as much buzz as there normally would be of course. right now. Um, I think there's there's more buzz around the, the women's hockey for sure right now, um, watching that preliminary game. And, yeah, what would you think of USA-Canada? Yeah, it was crazy. It was the first thing I did as soon as I woke up. Like I need to, I need to check the scores and, and and the highlights and all that stuff. And it was it was crazy. I would have loved to have been able to watch the whole thing, but seeing that that shot differential, that was that was absolutely nuts. But I mean that that can happen. Those teams are just just so much better than everybody else watching them play, and the skill level is unbelievable. So that was that was huge. But sometimes it's the way it works. Is the team that wins in the round robin gets a little bit too. Uh, a little bit too high and mighty, and then the the underdog, I guess you could say, comes back in the final and wins. So we'll see what happens there. But that that was pretty impressive that game. Um, but just overall, yeah, I think that the well, uh, I was at that game too, and and, and I was oh, I, I was at that I was at that game. And Canada's a really good team, man. I, and 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 <laughs> yeah. I know the shot differential, but there's so many shots from the perimeter, and 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 and, uh, and Renee Debian, the Canadian goalie, is great. Talking to colleagues here, this may be the greatest Canadian women's team we've ever seen. Honestly. Oh really? And, and and so fans in 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 the DC area might be are going to be able to see a lot of these players. Uh, the PWHPA is doing a, a a weekend at MedStar Capital's Iceplex. This is not an ad. I just I, I, March fourth to sixth. A uh, bunch of these players are going to be playing at MedStar Capital's Iceplex. So if you've enjoyed the there. Olympic tournament, you get a chance to see them up close. Uh, that, that's just my, my my free advertisement for this because the women's hockey at this at this Olympics, specifically the U.S. and Canada, has been terrific, and the chance to see it up close is awesome. Yeah, and I, I'm going to be there too. I actually just got that email the other day, and I think it's great for the kids to kids to see because my daughter even says like the, the girls don't play hockey. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like 
look at them right there. Go you know, walk, they, look, look, how, look how well they're playing hockey. Yes, exactly. So I think I think that's fun for the kids to be able to go and see. But yeah, that that uh, that's obviously very exciting. But for the men, the men's hockey, I think it'll be you know it's still going to be great hockey. Still really great players there, which is which is it's always fun to watch. But yeah, it it uh, loses a little bit a little bit of the buzz. But there's so much there's so many other things going on right now. Like there's been so many disappointments already. Michaela Schifrin, yeah. The, yeah vincent june not even be able to skate yeah exactly that's uh crazy i'm looking at some of these uh you know the ads and stuff that they have on there and i'm like oh, two of those two of the four haven't well one hasn't even been able to compete or isn't going to be able to compete and the other one has has got some mental block going on right now it's it's just crazy that's like i guess that that's what makes the stories of the game so much fun is you never know what's going to happen and you know, put on the added the added issue of of COVID protocols and stuff like that. It just makes it that much more more intense. But like, have you been able to go see the other sports, or are you just Not, allowed to go see hockey? Uh, we can see anything. I just haven't had time to get out there. I'm gonna go 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 out and see the curling. I'm planning to go to go try to see the ski, ski jumping, and then go up to the mountains and, and and watch some stuff up there because it's it's wacky here, man. It's it's we've been my daily routine essentially here is wake up, get a, a cotton swab shoved down my throat. Uh, for for a test, eat breakfast, uh, take the bus to to the hockey arena, do all these practices, and then there's a robot that makes burgers in the media center. There's a robot that makes cocktails, one that makes wontons. The cocktails are very weak. I wouldn't recommend the robot. I think a human would do better. But it's it's just it, we're we're in this clo- what they're calling it a closed loop. It's essentially a bubble. And, and having talked to all the guys who did the NHL bubble, Eric Stahl said this was better. I just w- the way the athletes village is, and they have more room to walk around than they did in that that especially that Edmonton bubble, uh, where it was just kind of like a prison yard and the hotel. And now they have kind of a village area and all these athletes around. For them, it's a dry village. For us, it's not a dry dry area. Uh, we're there's, we're able to get these the the, the Ting Chow beers. Uh, that are three dollars and fifteen cents American. Um, we're having a blast here, actually. As, as as much as people were worried about kind of what this would be, but it's a surreal experience, Carl. Because like you and I have been been kind of texting and talking about this, but we're we're basically driving through the city on a bus that we can't get there, and 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 so we're seeing regular people going about their lives, and we can't get to them, and they can't get to us, and it's just a completely surreal environment. So you guys aren't allowed to leave that gate unless you're on a Olympic sanctioned vehicle to. Yep. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So so we can go to other hotels. Like I went to, to a few, uh, Crown Plaza Hotel for, for dinner last night just to have something different, go somewhere different. They have like a main media center area we can go to. But there's a fence. There's literally these green fences all over Beijing that, that there's just there's people living their lives on one side and there's us on the other. And, and they've told the citizens of Beijing, if one of our buses gets into a horrific crash, not to help us because they really? don't because it, it's, it's almost like we're radioactive. To, to everybody else around us and and so it's it is it is a very weird thing because we don't we don't know what the, the people in beijing think about this because we can't talk to them yeah it, exactly oh that's crazy have you have you posted any videos of the robots yet i i, I posted a couple to to instagram i should probably post a few more on there and and, and to the twitter and retweeted some of the, the my colleagues tweets the robots are wild the ro- i mean you've got yeah. robots that heat up want make wontons and the burger the burger apparently is terrible so I was, I've stayed away from the burger because the texture is weird. Um, but the, 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 food, the food has been hit or miss. 
um, and, and talking to a couple of the hockey players who were in like the isolation hotel, they said the food got better as it went along. We're not in an isolation hotel. Like we're able to kind of move about our, our bubble a little bit, but eating a lot of, uh, of noodles and rice and, and finding kind of whatever good food you can and, and always laughs and, and, and good people. But it's, it's certainly weird to know you can't get out of this situation. Yeah, no kidding. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine that. It's, it's neat to see that robots can do, can do all that. And I'm not surprised that they have them there. So that's pretty sweet. And, and either way, it seems like it's a pretty darn cool experience, even though it's not maybe the normal Olympic experience, but just it, to be there and, and see the other athletes walking around and, and talk to all the people that you're with there and, and see what they got going on. I mean, that's still, still gotta be, uh, still gotta well, be worth it in my it's, opinion. It's, it's a blast. And, and how many people can say they're part of this too? One of the wackiest things about the, the hockey arena is there's a specific practice time. So if U.S. is on the ice from 11 to 11.45, the second it's 11.45, the Zamboni driver drives on the ice and starts honking the horn at them every single time. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, it's almost like a peewee hockey tournament where, like, everyone's got to pick up their own pucks and, like, scurry off the ice or get run over. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, there's a schedule there. If, anything, if anything's off, then someone's got to have COVID. <laughs> that's yeah, probably what it is it's just it's it's just yeah everything runs on a very specific schedule except our buses which are going at like 15 miles an hour all over the city and it's there's a whole lot of like the, the from where we can like the media center area where we can all work and the arena is a five minute walk but we're not allowed to walk and there's really? like, the, the curling rink is a five minute walk we're not allowed to walk so we have to get on <laughs> buses everywhere they don't want us walking anywhere it's uh n- not to complain it's just kind of this is the 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 life we're living in here but you know what the, the good part is and, and u.s and canada scrimmage the, the men's scrimmage the other day and to me i just sitting there i was thinking for all the the garbage that, that's kind of going around and the testing this and that when it just boils down to hockey it's a hell of a lot of fun yeah that's good i mean that that's the main thing you're there for the hockey mainly uh, to see see what's going on there but i i thought this was cool did, did you have a chance to see um sean white post the video of his uh, his hotel room tour i have not seen the sean white hotel tour it is crazy the amount of swag that this guy has in his room, <laughs> like Team USA stuff. He's got like a Louis Vuitton snowboard, snowboard case and guitar case. It's just out of this world. And I'm wondering what the other athletes are sit- thinking when they see his room, because it looks legit like a, it's a mega suite. That'd be like a, at least $2,000 a night hotel in, in most places, if not more. And, and he's just living in the lap of luxury. I'm so curious what everybody else's rooms look like and if they're pissed about it. And, and, and all the uh, all the China guys have talked about how great their swag is. Like Jake Chelios and, and, and Jeremy Smith and Brandon Yip are like, we got all this great China gear that like they're going to like they've been just giving them everything they want. That's and, that's probably one of the coolest things. Knowing someone who's in the Olympics to get all that sweet gear and then like the snowsuits that Team USA is wearing right now. They're they awesome. Look eh? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Look like tattooed arms or something like that. I think, I think it's like a fashion statement now with what uh, with what everybody gets there. And that the, the hockey, the, the Canada gear, the, t- the the COC stuff is all Lululemon. Like, it's, oh, it, is it really? Yeah, that stuff's amazing. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's one that's one reason to make the Olympics right there is to get all the sweet gear. This has been your Beijing fashion update from from uh, from the <laughs> Olympics. Um, thanks everybody for listening, Carl. Thanks for waking up early and, and, and doing this. Yeah, no problem. Good luck out there. Thanks very much, and, and talk to you next week from Beijing on All Caps. <laughs>